Welcome to the Dixie Polis Podcast. My name's Travis. And this is Luke. We are Southern Men De-Reconstructing the South. So, uh, welcome back. Um, glad glad you could join us for a brand new year, 2022. Uh, how was your Christmas, Lucas? Well, it's pretty good. Um, spent a lot of time with family. It took me a... Uh, about a week and a half of no tech, uh, spending time just hanging out with the family, doing stuff around the house, and uh, just purging for a while. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a been a fairly good Christmas. How was how, how was yours? Oh, it was great. Um, went over to the families, both you know the my family and the in laws' family. We had a good old time. Uh, still recovering because I was around a lot of people and. I'm I'm not typically this strong of an introvert, but being around that many people for that long throughout the you know the past couple of days was um, it takes a toll on you, especially when you you know don't want to be around that many people. But it was it was still a good time. Like I mean, I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I'm not, but just an observation. Mm. Yeah, I know the feeling. It's um. It can get a little uh, trying to be around everybody all the time. But that's why we're men. We're we're supposed to do the hard stuff, the trying stuff, and and actually, uh, you know, do the hard work. And you know, we, we we have to push through even when we don't feel like it. So we have broad shoulders on purpose. That's right. It's not just for carrying tea posts across your yard. Yeah. <laughs> or repairing chicken coops. Right. <laughs> so uh with this episode we were kind of wanting to you know d- take take a few moments and kind of look back and and talk about 2021 and you know all the all the good things and uh probably won't touch on any of the bad things that have. we might i don't know but uh mainly we wanted to spend the majority of this podcast looking forward you know a lot of podcasts will do like a year in review for either their last episode of the previous year or the first episode of the the new year, but we 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 want to like project looking forward and see where we want to be in twelve months. One of the things that I think it's it's a very manly thing to do is to actually set goals and accomplish said goals, and then plan the next twelve months out. A lot of people they don't even plan for what they're going to eat for lunch in two hours, but. I think as men, we need to actually view the world in long-term goals or long-term timelines. If we, you know, Lord willing, if we make it that long, I mean, assumingly we will, but, you know, Lord may have other plans. But at the same time, looking forward is a very healthy thing to do. And it's it's not only healthy, but it's it's something that successful people need to do. Like, I mean successful in the area of in our, in our realm family and and that kind of stuff yeah i think it's being more like god you know god's our provider he's our protector he's our provisioner um while there are some substantive differences between how god goes about giving to us uh we still have an obligation to look forward to look ahead to plan ahead uh, to have our uh, our mind set to the future in an extent, um, 
the as far as the daily concerns, uh, you know, we, we have to do the best we can and pray that God will give us increase. And you know, if our if we're acting in accordance with His will, for acting in accordance with His nature, I think He will give us much of what we we need. Um, and the things that He doesn't give us, you know, those things will be. Uh, things withheld from us for the purpose of our growth so that we're not um, how to say this so that we don't think higher of ourselves than we ought I think it's a good a good uh, a good way of putting it well the scripture says you know seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you I uh, was you know reading through Matthew this morning as part of my Bible reading plan and uh, I, th- I want to say it's to be attitudes. If not, it's somewhere around that section. Uh, Christ talks about, you know, don't worry about today for today, will, or don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will take care of itself. And then he's talking about the lilies of the valley, you know, who is arrayed like one of these. God takes care of them. God takes care of the um, the sparrows that fly. They don't seek, you know, their their daily nourishment because God provides it for them. And then he goes straight into seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. So if we actually first seek to glorify God in everything that we do, then he's promised us that we're going to be taken care of that day. This isn't to say we should just sit back. That's not seeking the kingdom of God if we're just being passive men, but rather if we're pursuing what he wants us to do then, by necessity, we will be pursuing things that are are beneficial to us because what he offers is beneficial to us. Um. Right. And so we kind of have to have a an idea of where we came from, what happened this last year, um, what's been our growth so far, what are the areas that we know that we need growth on, in what areas are we not aware of the growth that we need? And it it's hard to suss out that second category, uh, to think of areas where you haven't previously thought of growth that you need. But it's good to occasionally meditate on that and think of the ways in which you've acted uh, wrongly or evilly, or you simply haven't measured up to that which you're supposed to measure up to. Um, the inadequacies that you have, and to look at it without being offended about it, you know, leave leave the feelings at the house, so to speak, so that you can really look at your yourself and really analyze yourself in as much as you're able to see yourself as God would see you, and move forward from there. Uh, it's not, you know, if you're a child of God, this isn't a, an area of condemnation. You know, we, we are fallen creatures. We are fallen men. We are inadequate in many ways, and we shouldn't get defensive about our inadequacies. We should own them and not lean into them in the sense that, you know, we kind of see them as benefits or whatever. Uh, but we lean into them in we lean into them such that we accept that they're part of ourselves and we acknowledge that 
growth in those areas is the best thing that we can do. Uh, did you set any um, New Year's resolution goals for last year? I, I typically, and I, I hesitate to ask that because I've always <laughs> been one to kind of scoff at New Year's resolution goals because I think that the, most of the time they're corny and people actually don't follow them out. But last year, I think, was the first time I actually said any. I didn't write any down because that's I'm just I'm just not a you know avid note taker or anything like that. But I had a few goals and I actually managed to actually crush them. Um, nice. W- one of which was um, you know I, I don't want to sound like this to be braggadocious or anything, but was uh, to read the read the whole Bible straight through. Not only did I do that, but I managed to do it multiple times last year. Um, and I, I'm really wanting to up my game with that this year, as well as various other things within that same vein. Now, there was many other goals that I completely failed at, but it, I accomplished more than most people that actually set out for. And I, and I know most people aren't, you know, quote unquote, the standard or anything like that. But I think it's, um, you know, judging from myself in the previous years that's kind of the standard that i'm pushing it am i better than i was yesterday and um so going forward this year i'm i'm going to accomplish more than i did last year because i've already set a foundation for those things so instead of only reading the the whole bible three times this year i'm planning on going four times this year i think pushing it past four times for me is going to be a bit bit of a struggle just because that's a lot of a lot of reading or in my case listening that I'm just not sure that I can actually do feasibly uh so I'm not going to set that a huge goal to go you know I'm going to read the bible 12 times this year that, that's just not feasible for me but um yeah I mean I, I think doing it four times this year is definitely possible I did it three times last year so right um and all you know, and then the goals that I didn't accomplish last year, I'm gonna try to do them this year. Like I'm gonna actually try to learn Spanish this year, because, well, for various reasons, but uh, mainly to do with my job, I'm gonna try to actually get that get that skill under my belt and actually do the work. But yeah, uh, did you have any that you accomplished last year you didn't accomplish, or that you feel noteworthy? So I didn't set a ton of goals for myself last year. It had a lot to do with uh, the situation I was in. This, these last two years have been very, very rough on me. Um, and, and that's not a complaint. That's actually a blessing from God. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to seem as if I'm complaining. Um, but they have been very stressful. Um, the one goal that I did set for myself was um, I was going to read 30 books this year. And I read almost 50. I think I'm right at 48 for the year. And uh, I was kind of taken aback at uh, some of the other things that I I typically would do, my social media consumption. Um, I've I've previously been big into gaming. um, And reducing those back to spend time in reading has been highly beneficial for me. Um, and 
it's it's really helped me grow. Um, so th that's the one real goal that I set for myself last year, and um, I've you know more than well accomplished that. Uh, this year, I've got a few that I want to. I, I, there's a few goals that I want to accomplish. First is I want to actually get to 50 books instead of getting to 48. Um, I'm in a couple of reading groups. Uh, we intend on having at least one book read in that reading group every month. And then I have my own list set to the side that I want to get into. Uh, I want to read uh, some of the um, collected works of Carl Jung. Um, I want to read some um, of the critical essays on um, Lovecraft, and I've got a I've got a good number of books that um, I'm I'm trying to learn more about Eastern Orthodoxy. Uh, that's something that I'm woefully insufficient to have a conversation about. So I would like to become more acquainted with that. So I'll be getting into some books related to that. And uh, this year I'm going to get into Bob Inc. Um, I've heard a lot about Bob Inc., but I haven't read Bob Inc. yet. So that's he's he's on my list for this year. That's kind of a a spread of the guys that uh, I'm going to be digging into this year. So uh, this past year has been a lot of eye-opening books, frankly, um, on education, on learning, on uh, tradition, what tradition is, how it works. Uh, this year saw me leave libertarianism whole cloth. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th this time last year I was a libertarian, and I am no longer. Uh, God has cured me of it. Um, and now I'm I'm trying to dig in and find out what the truth is. Um, and I want to leave behind a lot of the the trappings of modernism on my mind uh, in terms of how uh, the modern world thinks and uh, conceptualizes things. Uh, this year, uh, because of the hardship, especially this year, I have uh, really had my anger and my pride tempered. Um, uh, I don't get as angry at things now uh, because God has has convicted me of that and brought some hardship my way to teach me how to not be angry. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen some substantial growth because of the hardship, uh, and I I intend on trying to carry that forward into the next year. Yeah, I think that's a very very good foundation that you've already set for yourself and. The previous year um one of the things that uh, i'm one of the things that i want to carry over is digging into southern classics i want to read more dabney mm. uh i mean i have all of dabney's collected works i just got to find time to sit down and like read his essays uh, i want to get through all of the discussions this year um mm. just as a personal thing and, and also not not just for a personal thing but i think this podcast would would benefit greatly the the whole community itself um we have a plan around the the entire discussions uh that we will unveil at a, a later point in time but i think that that's really going to be key 
uh, because you know, I mean, we spent what what was it, freaking eight weeks on Dabney? Yeah, and I, yeah, we did. Yeah, and and I just he he's too great of a man to just leave on your bookshelf and not keep revisiting. Um, you know, I want to I want to understand more about how this man thought and how the average Southerner from his time period thought. And I think that he's a great start. I mean, he was basically the, um, oh, who can I liken him to today? Someone that's a very, he, he was basically the Douglas Wilson of the, uh, of the South. Just no two ways about it. I think it. that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, that's, and he just gets swept under the rug. And I, I don't think that that, you know, if, if our technology today would have been available to Dabney, then we would have had probably, you know, um, he would have had blogs out and people would have came after him with the same vitriol that Douglas Wilson has today. And he would probably also carry the same clout and not be as forgotten because of that technology. But because we have that technology and we have access to his works, we can actually preserve him vicariously. So I think that's a great thing that, and that's something I really want to get into. I mean, I'm just going to start hacking away, and if I don't finish it, well, at least I got halfway through, you know? I mean, right. I, I think it's feasible that I could probably get through them through a year. I just have to actually dedicate time, you know, sit down in the evening and read one essay and uh, do that every day or every other day, something like that. So that was um, one of my big, pushes this last year um i i've gotten i've gotten some books by richard weaver on southern tradition and the southern mindset and southern culture uh uh the little bit that i've read about the south through soul is unflattering to say the least but i think his uh criticisms have been largely geared towards the the Celtic aspects of our culture in the South. And I think there's been some, some legitimate criticisms of how the South has operated in the past and how we need to better ourselves moving forward. And I think one of the, one of the ways that's true, and I think it can be seen in many uh, quote unquote conservative circles today uh, it has to do with the level of discord and the lack of communication that we have. Um, and there's a there's an ease at which we have there's an ease that we have at uh, infighting. And something that the the other side, the left especially understands, is a level of cohesion. And so one of the things that's I've I've been going through um one of the manifestations of uh me being tempered has been uh my online interactions have been uh tempered quite a bit and I want now to add more light than heat into conversations uh whereas previously I was content with just heat if I could get it yeah, I think leaving Facebook helped temper me a lot. Of course, I was already kind of on my way out. Like I'm just, I'm just done with this argument. 
mentality <laughs> like every day I got into some type of baptism debate or secession debate or something like that but uh, secession with a C like cessation is not secession I, st- I-, I will still debate for secession but, but anyways um, and, and it's and it's less um, less about arguing and more about discussing now uh, I have many friends that have different ideas than I've got and that's fine. Like I, I think, I think the spirit uses um, diversity of ideas to actually refine the true ideas, um, kind of like an iron sharpening iron type thing. And I, I think it's more fruitful to have legitimate discussions versus just arguing for the sake of arguing. Right. I, I know people that just like to argue. I like to argue. And, and sometimes arguing can be great, but then there just comes a point where you're just, you know, as you said, spitting fire and um, or spitting heat, not bringing light to an actual subject. And um, like I said, I think leaving Facebook help a lot with that. But then also just genuinely caring, like once I understand like, oh, well, crap, my ideas for this long was wrong. Maybe I should listen to what the other side has to say. And yeah, I tend to get a lot more out of it. I tend to come a lot, come out of you know like maybe you know this idea is actually right, but you know he makes some good points. So how am I going to counter those points? How am I going to fix my position to actually you know answer the uh, the objections that people would have? Um, so that that was that was one good thing um, that that comes with that whole thing, but. I'm still an angry Scotsman at heart, so <laughs> I'm still working on that. Um, well, my um, well, there's a specific example I think would be helpful to this, and this is not a pat myself on the back kind of an example, but uh, it is an example of part of the problem and where I would have been on the opposite end of a conversation two years ago, let's say, um, you know, this year I joined a couple of discord groups that were meant to facilitate debate between Christians and non-Christians. And of course, one of the huge hot topics is abortion. And most of the people who were in the conversation on the Christian side which most of the people in the conversation were Christian. There was there would occasionally be one atheist to stand up and have the conversation. Um, they were following a script, and it it's 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 kind of embarrassing, really, that they just want to follow their script, and whenever they would they would try to follow this very highly specific line of reasoning and the response from the atheist really didn't accord with their question uh they would get angry at at them for not answering the question quote unquote when the answer was given it just wasn't the kind of answer that they wanted or they expected so 
my goal in that was to actually speak to the atheist themselves. I, 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 I mean, the conversation, you can win the argument but lose the person, right? So my, my goal was to talk to the person. And out of the, you know, 10 or so conversations that I had in that group, I was one of the only ones who was able to get the atheist to acknowledge a certain level of cognitive dissonance between what they actually believe and what they're saying. And a lot of this had to do with ethics. A lot of this had to do with um, whether or not they actually believed that the child in the womb is a child. They'll make the argument that it's just a clump of cells, but when you really get down to it, they don't believe that. Even at conception, they'll walk all the way back to conception. And they'll acknowledge that they have this disconnect between this logical argument that they carry out and the amount of inherent disgust that they have with seeing or knowing that you know, these murders are carried out. And almost without exception, it's atheist guys saying, well, I'm not a woman, so I shouldn't have a say, which is a, a bad argument to begin with. But when you call them out on this, you have an opportunity to, to, to force them to acknowledge that they are actually denying the image of God, even though they have it. And it becomes a great segue into a gospel presentation to say, look, your problem here is not any kind of intellectual argument here. The problem is that your heart is wrong. And if your heart changes and you come to Christ and repent of your sins, then these two halves, your intellectual argument and this natural inclination you have to save the child who's being murdered, they become one, and you don't have this internal conflict. And being able to get an atheist up to the point where they want to repent and then just stop and say, look, I will help you. You can talk to me. You can come to me. We can have a conversation outside of this, this debate, and I'm praying for you. And then to later have that atheist come back and ask for more prayer, that they could see the truth. Um, that's actually speaking to the person. Now, will that ever bear fruit? I don't know. God's going to get the outcome of that. But if I hadn't have tried to speak to the person who was giving the bad argument instead of trying to just take an axe to the argument, I never would have touched his heart. I never would have uh, you know, got them to DM me after the fact and and have them say, man, you know, look, I don't even believe in God, but pray for me. Right. Uh, which, I mean, just to think about that just boggles the mind. If 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 Christians were dealing more with the people than the than the arguments, arguments have been beaten to death. I mean, uh, to kind of quote John MacArthur here, many trees have died. In the course of this argument, right? And we're not trying to kill more trees. We're not trying to just put a few more 
ones and zeros out there. The arguments are out there, and just about everybody's heard all of them. You want to speak to the person, and you want to you want to have that that image bearer be redeemed. Uh, that's my goal in these conversations. It's not to win the argument; it's to win the person. And if you can do that, oftentimes you do win the argument, anyways. So it seems kind of a a a, a bad idea to try to go at the argument instead of going to the person. Well, it kind of goes back to what uh, Doctor James White says about actually caring for the person. So, so in First Peter three fifteen, it says, uh, "But sanctify Christ as Lord in your heart, always being ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is within you, but with gentleness and respect." So, what you're doing in an argument is you're tearing down someone's worldview. That's not a bad thing, but mm. you must do it with gentleness and respect. So, a lot of a lot of times, a lot of these new, you know. Apologist, if you want to call them that, these cage stage apologists, they're they're just wanting to bloody their sword. They're just wanting to destroy their argument, and then at the end of that debate, they just want to run that person through with mm-hmm. the sword. Versus what I think Peter is saying here is destroy their worldview, but right on that precipice when you when when you're ready to to run your sword through, you you take a step back and say. I'll give you mercy, you know, I'll, gentleness and respect. I'm going to back off now because I actually care about you. Your worldview right. is flawed. I'm, I'm giving, you know, I'm offering you a better worldview. You just need to accept it. Like, I actually care about where you're going. It's not about winning the argument. You, you said this earlier. I'm just repeating what you said. It's not about winning yeah. the argument. It's about winning the person. Um, now, me and you both as Calvinists know that God decrees who will be saved. You know, He is responsible for um, changing the heart. So it's not really up to us, but we are means that He uses to actually accomplish His will within time and space. Right. So, what if that argument was a means that God used to actually bring Him to repentance? And now That's He's going to. prayer, yeah. Yeah, and then He's thinking back to that time. like, He could have just totally destroyed my argument, but. He backed off and, you know, he kind of left me with some dignity, if you will. Like, he didn't completely humiliate me, uh, which is the uh, the analogy of running through with a sword. Um, and, and I think that, you know, a mature Christian can do that. You know, you can see this in, in Dr. James White's debates. There's times that he does just run the person through with a sword because it's called for. But then a lot of times especially in one face-to-face evangelism, like when he goes and talks to the Mormons or he goes and talks to the Jehovah Witnesses, he, he, he says, like, this is, this is why you're wrong, but I'm going to take a step back, and if you need me, just come back again, and we can talk about this further. Like, just here, consider what I've laid out. This is all I'm going to say. Have a good one. You know, please come back. Right. But, well, I, I think, you know, Romans 12 gives a good outline too. I'm going to read it as quickly as I can. Uh, Love must be without hypocrisy. Detest evil. Cling to what is good. Show family affection to one another with brotherly love. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lack diligence. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints in their needs. Pursue hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. 
Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be in agreement with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay evil for anyone evil for evil. Try to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, on your part, live at peace with everyone. Friends, do not avenge yourselves, but instead leave room for his wrath. For it is written, vengeance, is, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing so, you will heap fiery coals upon his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. This kind of goes back to the the Positive Eschatology podcast that we put out uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to win by acting like the world. You're not going to win by being drunks or, 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 you know, hooked on pornography. You're going to win by getting your house in order. And then as you become stable in your own home, then you go out and you do good to other people and you be good to other people. Even if they're attacking you, you act righteously towards them you act in a good manner to them and god will bless your generosity with with them god will bless your grace with them and i think this is a great segue into setting goals for this year you want to do this this year you know right you you can't do it last year because last year's gone but if we do it this year so Starting forward, you know, we're going to release this probably next week, which will be the second week in January. Um, start then, you know, just move forward and do the work to be better, to be more like Christ, to love your neighbor, to love that sinner down the street, to love that damn Yankee that's moved into your neighborhood that's going <laughs> to ruin everything. Love him and bring him to Christ, you know. Um, argue with them about how Dixie is the greatest place to live in all the world, period, bar none, and then show them why Christ is the answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, I think a, a good way to look at this, and I, I don't want to belittle it with the kind of work, but I, I, the, the general idea you know, you start the year and you're going to set out a budget for this year. What is my budget going to be for this year? What are my budgetary goals? Right. And so you're going to set up that budgetary goal at the end of the year. And then you're going to walk back and go through each month and figure out what you have to do each month to get there. Um, you know, you think of it kind of like setting a budget. I, I, I don't like. Like, like we talked about, we opened up with this. The, the whole idea of a New Year's resolution is kind of cheesy because it's been overplayed. And there's almost no respect for the idea of really changing. Um, but, you know, it, it it's kind of like building virtue. You, you have where you are. I am in this state of of uh deficiency and i need to be at this state of virtue and so you set tangible goals to get there and and this could be anything as mundane as 
you know, I want to be better at my job. So how do I become better at my job? Well, there's things I need to learn in association with my job to do better at it. Uh, if that's getting your, you know, CDL, if that's learning how to drive a particular vehicle, if that's, um, you know, uh, learning how to do a, a cost revenue analysis, whatever it is, just throwing things out there. Um, you you have a certain set of goals that you're going to set for yourself to get to that end goal of learning how to be better at your job. Uh, kind of puzzle in your mind and work with your current circumstance. I, I would recommend getting with your wife. There's nobody that probably knows you better than your wife. Get with your wife and ask her, wife, uh, what are five things that I need to improve on? And be brutally honest, most women will, and tell me how I need to correct myself. And take those things to heart. Act as if, for a moment, you're getting true insight into what you are. And don't be defensive about it. Don't, oh, I'm not like that. Really review yourself internally. And think about other examples throughout the year of when you've seen other people act that way. And introspect and see how you have done the same thing or how something you could have done or something you did do could have been perceived as the thing that you don't like. And work with your wife to be better, to be a better man. Um getting real feedback in real time and set goals to get to your your end goal uh you know if it's lose weight if it's stop throwing you know anger fits every time you come to the house um if it's getting a getting an actual budget together and sticking to it for the year having a certain savings getting into crypto whatever your your goals are um and that you you have to deal with those independently um set an actual goal with your wife and the two of you hold one another accountable and sit down on a on a on a weekly basis figure out look this these were my goals you know the reading for instance i intend on doing 50 books this year that's that's a book a week right and I've got several people that are going to hold me accountable through various reading groups, and my wife will hold me accountable for a few books because we're supposed to read through a few for homeschooling. But, I mean, really really take an interest in doing this. You sit down every week, go over your budget, go over your progress for the growth that you intend on having. And, and if you don't have a wife, uh, um, you know, if you're a single man or anything like that, get a group of guys, you know. Uh, yeah. I, we highly recommend you getting in a local church, submit to your elders, um, ask your elders to hold you accountable. That's what they're there for. You know, you know, if, you know, if you're in a larger church, it might be a little bit harder, but most churches, the elders would be more than ecstatic to actually sit down and be like, okay, this, it doesn't have to be a spiritual goal, but like, you know, I want to, I want to do X, just tell them that and they're going to check up on you, you know, mm -hmm. uh, get get you a fraternity 
I'm, I'm not saying go out and join a secular fraternity. What what I mean by this is get you a group of guys. Yeah, don't go join the Masons. That's not what we're saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, I mean, spe- speaking of this, I mean, I, I think that one of the a high goal for most men should be to either find them a group of guys that isn't full of feds and retards. Uh, but I repeat myself. Um, but uh, always. <laughs> the glow is <laughs> but but legitimately go find yourself a group of guys not don't go find you a freaking crazy fringe group just go find you some guys that like smoking cigars and and love to glorify god and everything okay the easiest place to find this is in a church and you know you don't you, you and if you can't find that there there are there are literally groups out there online that will help you do this. There there are self betterment groups. Now you need to be careful with them. Especially after we've seen the the past few weeks with 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 uh Goldman. And mm-hmm. um now I kind of wanted to touch on this anyways with 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 the whole that whole thing. I don't want to get into that specific example, but a chat group's good. I'm not I'm not going to down anybody that can only find, you know, fraternization within a chat group, but you cannot intimately vet these people and these people cannot hold you accountable to your goals in real life. You know, your goals are in real life. I still do not consider the interwebs legitimately real life. I mean, it kind of bleeds over and we kind of can't escape the matrix right now, but having someone that you meet with on a regular basis at a, uh, at your Sunday worship, it's a thousand times better than spending seven days a week in a chat group talking to people mm-hmm. that you may never meet. So join a fraternity, start a fraternity. It doesn't have to be anything official. So one of the things that, you know, I kind of wrote some notes down um, for my fraternity goals is, is I want quarterly workshops where we get together. And so to, to help us be better men, I actually want us to learn things. So I'm not a better man unless I'm learning something new, whether that be carpentry. I'm I'm a mediocre carpenter at best. I can do what I need to be done on my house, but I'm it's not going to be pretty. It might be pretty, I mean, but it's not going to be it's not going to have that it'll intricate be, detail. It'll be pretty on accident. Yes, yes. <laughs> it will be adequate. Like I'm, if I redo my floors, I'm not falling through my floors, but I'm definitely not putting molding on it. Okay, but um, anyways, I that that's one of the things that I want to do is I want to get together and do workshops. So, uh, to to get a little bit, you know, little somewhat personal here. Uh, within this month, I'm going to be slaughtering a um an animal to put in my freezer. And what I decided to do was like, you know, I've got some guys that have never skinned a deer before. The animal I'm slaughtering is very anatomically similar to a deer. And this is a great life skill. And so I was like, who wants to come? You know, I'm not, I'm not charging you anything. You're just going to learn. You're going to help me slaughter an animal. So what are we mm. going to do? We're going to get together and we're going to, I'm going to teach them. And if they can do this, they can do a deer. If they can part out this, then taking that knowledge they have, they can carry that over to 
chickens and rabbits. Th- this may sound like a um, sound like a something that's unnecessary in the year 2022, but it's you know it, it can be very relevant. I mean, think about it. You can save a crap ton of money instead of buying already processed chicken. Just buying a two dollar and fifty cent whole chicken and processing yourself. You know, that's a very adequate life skill. And most people don't know how to do that. You know, if you eat a lot of chicken within your household, you can literally cut your monthly budget down, your chicken budget down by one third easily by just parting out your own chicken. But I, you know, it, but it doesn't have to be that. Like, it can also be, um, so I started a community garden. By start, I mean, like, I did it a little bit and then no one else joined, so I kind of just focused on something else. But this year, I really want to put this thing into overdrive and put it on steroids. That's another great thing that men can get together and do. You might do, you know, you might set an hour work day. You're done in 15 minutes and you're just sitting around shooting the breeze for 45 minutes. That 45 minutes you're just shooting the breeze is probably going to be more fruitful than the 15 minutes you actually spent working because you're sitting around with like-minded men. By like-minded, I'm using that a very loose definition because not everyone's as crazy as me. But <laughs> but with, with that, you're, you're sitting around and actually talking to other godly men. Uh, assumingly godly men because you know my my group is surrounded by a church or rather should i say um um facilitated by a church so taking that and meshing it together and i can just mention in passing that you know i kind of want to learn spanish this year well a guy in the group could know spanish he could either a teach me or hold me accountable by in six months if I don't learn Spanish, he's only going to talk to me in Spanish. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a way to do it, right? But that's one thing that I that I really want to um, get ready today. I mean, th- this year, you know, that's that's the biggest thing that that in my personal life I really want to get. Like, so in the year twenty twenty, I started a um, very unofficial fraternity. This year, I really want it to, you know, go into overdrive, basically. Like, I really want to, you know, like I said, quarterly workshops. I don't know what the next workshop's going to be. It could be weapons maintenance. You know, how to maintain your proper weapon for home defense and hunting is a very, very good life skill. Especially for a southern man, you know. And then also just want fraternity days. Like, let's just go out to a cigar bar, smoke a cigar, and shoot the breeze, you know. Doesn't have to be anything official, but that's just something that I'm. Oh gosh, I hate this term, but I'm going to use it anyways because it's so relevant. But vision casting. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, think about it. Like that, oh, there is. I love you, man. There really is something about the you know th- this term is typically used within the charismatic community and the quote unquote life coaches. Uh, right. Basically, the same thing at this point, really. I had to laugh. It was funny. Oh no, no, no! I, I'm laughing internally right now. Like I really hate that. I hate that term, but it works for this scenario. So right now, what I'm doing is I'm casting the vision of what I want to see in 12 months, and I'm gonna accomplish that in 12 months because I'm I'm projecting it forward and saying this. And I want this group that's listening to the podcast right now 
to somewhat hold us accountable as as much as you know we actually can. I mean, there's always an email, and we we will respond to your emails. Uh, so far, we haven't gotten any, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I won't. You know, if because if I'm not better in 12 months than I am right now, I've not only failed me, I failed my wife, and I failed all of our audience because it's not gonna make two flipping craps. If I go three more years doing a podcast, but I haven't bettered myself, I better myself than I better the content on this on this podcast because you're here listening to us and we're not gurus. We're just average everyday guys, but you listen to us because you think we have something worthwhile saying. So that, that's kind of the direction I want to go in. That, that was kind of a long rant. Oh, no, 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 it's, it's good stuff. I mean, it, you know, kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying, it's, we ought to be learning, we ought to be expanding ourselves into areas that we're inherently not good at. Uh, what I mean by this you know, if you're, let's say that your your forte is working with your hands, and you are just really not good at this whole, you know, philosophy business, right? Go find somebody who's good at it, and poke and prod. I bet you that guy is not good at some of the things that you're good at. Go and and exchange your skills for his skills and play off of one another and work with one another. Uh, don't have this animosity towards one another um, that typically has with people who are in the, in the intellectual spheres and the people who work with their hands. And this, this class divide doesn't need to happen. Um, and so the, the, the goal in as much as you're able to would be to cross into one another's fields and counterbalance one another. And so there's a, there would be a lot more communication going on between the, let's say you and this other feller. Uh, if you're both crossing into one another's fields a little bit, just enough where you can communicate about things and you'll find uh, uh, synchronicity between the things that you're trying to talk about and you'll have a better communication the book of Ecclesiastes uh, and I, th I think this is a good uh, a, a good uh, exposition uh, the, bo the, the, books, the book of Ecclesiastes talks about two kinds of wisdom and wh whoever the author is is going through various persona uh, in history and he is starting from the opposite end of Proverbs. So Proverbs opens with uh, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. He starts with that. And the book of Ecclesiastes goes into all of the things that you are capable of doing 
and especially when it gets to Solomon, he talks about all of the he was really, really, really able to woo the women, right? He had a lot of women. Uh, he was able to get people married. He was able to get buildings built. He was able to do this and do that. These are smaller kinds of wisdom. They're lesser wisdom. But the greater wisdom is living a simple life wherein all of the, the various disciplines that you've chosen to get into are, are, are engineered such that you can know God better. So whatever it is you're doing, whatever vocation you choose, the idea here is you're going to go find a group of local guys, and you're going to dig into their disciplines, even if you don't understand it, and especially if you don't understand it. First off, you're benefited by trying to understand something that you don't understand. You'll grow a little bit. You'll stretch yourself. But the other thing is that you're getting into what this guy does, and you're able to build a connection with that, that other guy that you can use to edify both yourself and him. And you can learn to understand and glorify God in your respective disciplines and however much you can cross into it. Um, if you're great at whatever, if you're great at you know, management work, uh, go find a, a guy who's a you know, lowest level worker. And, you know, it's even if you did come from the field and you're working in construction, which is pretty common, um, learn how that guy does whatever he does. There's there's little little things that he does and you know, go work, go do something with him, go build something with him, go put something together with him, go install something with him. Learn how he does it and humble yourself to realize the kind of wisdom that he's developed in whatever vocation he's done. And then on the on the back end, you can show him maybe how to do a, 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 a projection of what it's going to take, how much money it's going to take. That'll make him a more valuable employee, and it'll make you a more valuable administrator if that's what you're doing. Um, these are things that I'm familiar with, so I'm, I'm pulling something off of what I'm able to to deal with but um it's it's always good to sit down and humble yourself and listen and try to grow in an area that you you either haven't been in in a while or you've never really been able to grasp and you know in a way to to get over yourself in whatever you're doing uh get past what you currently conceive yourself as yeah so uh one of the one of the goals that I, I really want for this podcast is um, I, I want to be a lot more consistent than I was this year in uh, getting ahead. Uh, I know some of the, the recent struggles the last couple of months uh, kind of slowed us down. So our, our, um, our posting has been a little bit erratic here and there, uh, but I really want to get in a stable budget, a, a stable budget of time. And be consistent about all of the back end stuff that we have to do to get an episode out. Yeah, one of the things that I kind of put out um, in in my my um, uh, I don't want to call it my resolution, but my 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 list of things that I want to do this year was forty eight episodes. 
Now, why not 52? That's because, well, we're going to miss a week here or there. Um, the last year, you know, 2021, we really, we, we, we mainly wanted to know that we could actually do this and gain somewhat of a following, and we have. We've done that. So this year we're going to go full bore, and um, we're going to make this podcast. We're going to make this podcast great, okay? It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be fabulous. But but no, seriously, I mean, I, I want to, um, eventually I want this podcast to be able to carry its own weight. So right now, me and you both, we, um, we work full-time jobs plus do this. I don't want this podcast to be only a hobby. I want it to be actually productive. I want it, I, I don't want the podcast to pay the bills. Like I, the podcast will always be free, but I want to be able to build upon this podcast for something better than just a podcast. Um, you know, we we want to get a we want to get a Substack going, and the reason Substack first is because the next goal for that would be to carry all of our Substacks onto a actual hosted website that we control. We own our stuff. We don't have. We're not beholden to Substack.com to. If they, they're pretty good about not canceling people right now, so that's great. But eventually, they might get woke and go broke. And I want to own our content. I want to own everything. I want to get off of our, off of the, um, the the service that we use to host a podcast. And I want to be able to host it ourselves. And then I want other things surrounding this into like a little ecosystem to actually support us. And I want to lay the foundation this year are we going to be able to quit our jobs and be full-time podcasters this year no not no not really but we can set foundations and work towards that goal and learn about how we can do that um uh, as i as i said i'm never gonna try to shield for money i'm just not gonna do that i'm my my character is too high for that but i don't i don't i want to get paid for this you know, bar none. I mean, you know, just because money's money, money solves most of the world's problems, right? <laughs> <laughs> it could, but it but could I, be a blessing. But I mean, more than that, I mean, th- this podcast is it, it's it's gonna grow. It's gonna go through growing pains, and we're gonna we're we're gonna you know use this as a branch out opportunity to go and conquer the world because. You know, we we come from a long line of conquerors, and let's just you know conquer the world through social media, basically. Well, I I um I was impressed this this year. Uh, we started off with nothing but men, and now eleven percent of our listeners are women. To the ladies out there, thank you. I appreciate it. This is mostly for guys, but you're there too. Um, we're gonna cut up. We're not gonna change the uh, uh, the content any. Uh, but we, in in a in a serious note, we we intend on becoming a little bit better. One of the things that I've struggled with is uh, making sure that I've got a proper setup for the things that we're going through. And we've gone back and forth with uh, quality on that. I think uh, we, I I personally intend on improving on that throughout this next year, uh, getting a, a system down 
for that uh, to to have a full uh, to be fully prepared whenever I get behind the microphone. Let's say um, I've struggled with that, so it, it's it's been a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, the second thing uh, I'm going to bring this up because uh, it's been a conversation for a little while. Uh, there may be a third host coming soon. Um, so I want you guys to keep that uh, in your minds. Uh, we've been in constant communication with a friend of ours, and he is finally getting a little bit uh, better set up to be able to do the podcast. You've been in constant communication with him. I haven't heard hiding or hair of him. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been let. Let's let me let me rephrase this. Constant communication should be rephrased to I've been annoying the hell out of him. <laughs> uh, um. So yeah, he he's uh he's almost there. So we have to we have to add a little bit more pressure. Maybe we could peer pressure him into into hopping on. Uh, in, in all seriousness, he seems pretty excited about it. He's been trying to get set up to do it. So we're we're hoping he gets on pretty soon. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. That's uh. Uh, one one of the things that I just have an idea of is um, let's get some of the uh, okay. So two two things two things. I eventually want to have the show hosted live. I don't think we're prepared to go fully live because we cut up entirely too much. Um, <laughs> you know, you're you're hearing the edited version, okay? Yes. There, there, there's a lot of um, ums and oh crap. Let me go look that up real quick. Uh, <laughs> but um. But but I, I would like to eventually be able to broadcast this live on um, either Telegram, on Gab TV. I don't know if Gab does live yet. Um, they Odyssey, don't, but they're working on it. Awesome, awesome. Um, I think Odyssey is in beta right now, and Float, I've set us up a Float account, but I haven't done jack diddly crap with it. Okay. Um, I'll send you the details on that later. I'm, I just went ahead and did it my, on my own lonesome. Well, while we're talking about it, um, you know, as, as much as we abhor the you know, the, the big tech platforms. Um, I, I think I will include that in this. Uh, when I say this, uh, my goal is to have all of our previous episodes set up on, uh, a lot of your major video sharing websites, Gab TV. Um, it will be uploading to BitChute library, which is also Odyssey. Uh, I think we'll even do YouTube. They'll probably get about three episodes in before they lock our account but we'll make the attempt. Um, and that's just to get, get the pro get, you know, get the, get the podcast out there. We want to be able to, uh, I'm going to take all of our old content and move it forward and we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll have to play with it and, and massage the details a little bit, but that's a, that is a goal for the podcast this year. Well, I tried to get back on Facebook and, uh, to just to, to shield our product. And, um, I lasted like an hour. <laughs> so yeah but i got back on twitter so i'm gonna start you know promoting our stuff on twitter uh the problem is there's not a whole lot of um good old southern boys on twitter i mean there's a there's a handful but it, it's definitely not the um not a huge huge number on twitter but it is what it is. i mainly joined twitter for the gossip um <laughs> <laughs> but uh but anyways 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for this year. I, I definitely want to. I, I want to see this this podcast. You know, get a million listeners uh, every every episode. Mm. Uh, we're, we're a long a long way from there, but I would yeah. say it's probably possible. At the end of this year, we're gonna look back at our previous back at our previous content and be like, ugh. <laughs> oh, it's it's bound to happen, and we're probably we're probably gonna have to go back through Dabney. Yeah, I, I imagine so. I think uh, so. I, I mean, just just I mean, just because I mean, just uh, we'll we'll get better at this and you know all that good stuff and we'll, we'll and maybe be... we'll do a, a Dabney revisited on on some of the things uh, at the end end of the next year beginning of twenty three. Uh, I'm not opposed, but you know, like like we said, we're just spitballing right now. But there are so there are some definitely some things in the works and and. Um, Feel free to reach out to us. I've got a few interviews lined up. By a few, I mean like two, I think. And um, I think I've told you about those. And yeah, I've I've got one uh, lined up as well. Uh, if if I can throw it out there, we're gonna we're gonna try to have Pastor Weaver. Um, not we're gonna try to have Pastor Weaver on the on the podcast. So I, I think that'll uh, that'll be a really great one. Um, we we should yeah. I'll, I want to try to get some bigger names on here. I mean, Zach Garris is a pretty big name in my opinion. Um, definitely bigger than than uh, than I ever thought we would have on the podcast for the first year. And um, yeah, uh, we're we're gonna have some small names because I think I think a lot of the small guys, the the guys that you've never heard the name of, they they've got a lot of thing insights that the bigger guys don't. Uh, right. The bigger guys have blind spots, and everybody has blind spots. They, they, that's just facts of the matter. Um, but the smaller guys, they're a little bit more intimate within, um, you know, local churches and how to build churches and and how to build communities and that kind of things that bigger pastors probably don't know about. Um, but right. yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm you know interviewing pretty much anybody that. You know, we we actually, you know, as a as an aside, we need to come up with a guest form, but um, that that can be later on down the road. But anyways, uh, yeah. So you want to go ahead and wrap this up? Yeah. So, you know, honestly, this year went a lot better for the podcast than I thought it would. Um, frankly, uh, and so all the guys listening, the ladies listening. Uh, thanks for checking in. Thanks for listening to us ramble and rant and cut up a little bit. Uh, we're we're genuinely here trying to edify the people who are listening. Uh, we we may cut up a little bit. We've got a little spicy content here and there, but the goal of, the goal is to focus on Southern men and to really really push Southern men to be better and. I I think the end of that will be uh, a true revitalization of the Southern spirit in the South. As I, this will be something I get into at a later date. But you know the the Southern ideals have actually spread all over the, the United States. Um, the Atlantic, they lament the Southernification of the rural areas of the of the country. Um, and. There's there is some good out there, and I think that if we latch onto the good and we let go of our pride, we can really accomplish great things for Christ, which is really the goal: is to accomplish things for Christ. 
um, having just Southern traditions or Southern ideas and not having them baptized in Christ and purified of all of the evil that every culture has a little bit of evil, but, but, but cutting out the evil that, that, you know, ensnares us as Southern men. Um, if we, if we just, if we keep all of the Southern stuff without baptizing it, we'll, we'll lose the real root of the South. And um, we, we wanted to say some things that we, we thought weren't being said. Right. Uh, to echo that, one of those last points, um, we need to temper our pride, the, the, the bad pride, but we still have pride in our culture mm-hmm. and we must preserve our culture. And uh, it brings me to a quote that I read the other day. Um, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but, you know, I'm going to do the best this old Bama boy can do. But the quote goes, if we are to preserve culture, we must continue to create it. Uh, Johan Huzinga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to try to pronounce that last name. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, yeah, I mean, let's let's do everything to the glory of Christ. Let's, let's look at all of our, every... The, the simplest of our vocations, let it be a divine liturgy. Um, I can't remember who was it that said that, but you know, everything that we do is a part of the liturgy. It's a part of our liturgy on a daily basis to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Um, but more than that, you know, I'm a, I am a 100% proud Southerner and I don't care who knows it. I am unapologetically, southern but at the same time before i am southern i am a citizen of the kingdom of god and that is a culture worth preserving even more than old dixie is mm-hmm. um it's probably the most controversial thing that i'll say on this podcast but <laughs> i i mean it's it's true i mean now yeah, no. now it i, I want to preserve old dixie because i believe that that is part of the kingdom of god however as we've you know said ad nauseum last year was um old dixie had its problems so let's keep the meat and spit out the bones you know mm-hmm. let, let's continue on with the good part of our culture and eschew the bad part like let's not carry a chip on our shoulder let's go out there and build um 2021 or excuse me 2022 is a year of building and we're going to build it right and we're going to build it to last and that is that is the key to creating and preserving our culture. Um, everybody wants to go to back to tradition, but they don't want to create new traditions. Um, as antithetical as that sounds, that's what we must do. We must create new traditions that will last throughout generations. And um, with that, as a as a closing plug, uh, you know we we you know, Travis mentioned this a little earlier, but please send us emails, get in contact with us. Um, we, we want to get better and there's ways that we can improve. Uh, if you send us a hate mail, we're going to try to learn what we can from your hate mail and get better. We'll appreciate the heat, the hate mail. Um, uh, send us an email, uh, dixiepolis at protonmail.com. Um, you know, we want to, we want to improve. So help us improve. Um, even if it's not heat mail and it's it's just hey look man this is something you can do better you could be greatly benefited by this you know we've got a little system cobbled together and maybe we're doing it all wrong maybe there's a much easier way to do it and 
um, you know, give us feedback. Uh, we 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 need that. We've gotten a little bit on Gab. We've appreciated that. So uh, just keep up with the 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 input and uh, thank you all for listening in. And show ideas. I mean, always down mm-hmm. for new show ideas because um, we kind of get you know. Well, let's face it. We we kind of have our own our own stick, and we don't really think outside the box all that often. But you know, I'm more than willing to to try something new. I mean, if you don't like, you know, if you want less interviews or you want more interviews, just let me know. Um, but yeah, so I guess with that, um, happy new year, and um, let's uh, let's conquer the world. Hey y'all, thanks for listening in on our podcast. If you like what you hear, please share and comment wherever you're listening to it. And check out our Gab page at Dixie Polis Podcast. If you want to contact us, please send an email to DixiePolis at ProtonMail.com or send us a message on Gab. If you like the music we're playing, hang out a little while and let the song finish. It's Wayfaring Stranger by Southern Raised, and you can listen to them on YouTube or go to their website at SouthernRaisedBluegrass.com. God bless y'all. Just